0: Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. Yes, we have it all. So today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, paint. (laughs) What is... You know what color is in what is out well we have an expert with us sarah jones is the designer surface representative with dun edwards hey sarah thanks for joining me today
1: hi nancy thanks so much for having me i'm glad to be here
0: um what is uh the color of the year i'm sure everybody asks you constantly we've done podcasts about this but i noticed that things change you know they might come out with the colors of the year in November of the previous year, and then everybody's just saturated the topic by January. And of course, we've said that there is no color of the year. There's the colors of the year. There's many of them. But I don't know, is green in right now? (laughs) So believe it or not,
1: so Dunn-Edwards does a color of the year, as all of the other paint companies do, Ours could not have been farther from everybody else's this year. Um, We did a lot of research in marketing when we look at fashion and trends and what people are wanting to see. Our color of the year is called Art and Craft. And it is this warm, rusty-based brown, which blew all of our minds, right? But the, the reasoning behind it after these past two years and people wanting to go back to nature and warmth and that cozy feeling of peace and a sense of home. That's why they came up with this. And it's, it's funny because yes, you're seeing green. Everybody else is picking green (laughs) and we picked a rusty base Brown. So it's, it's a good color. I will say it's a good color. It's just not what I thought it would be.
0: It's a good color for people who like brown. I have said so many times, I'm not a brown person. I don't (laughs) like brown. I don't look good in brown. I actually did a a video of, it was actually in a Dunn-Edwards showroom, how to pick the color for you. It's whatever you look good in and then Mm -hmm. continue with that color through your house and your wardrobe. I look terrible in brown, so you will not see brown in my house. Oh, and
1: I'm opposite. (laughs) I I like the rusty base browns. I don't know if it's my skin tone or what, but
0: how funny. Are you an autumn, you know, the old fashion? Oh, let's color drape you. Yeah, I'm a winter. So, of course, I'm going to stay away from the browns and go with my favorite color, black.
1: Yep. Oh, I'm a fan of black, too. I understand Mm -hmm. that. I have a love for black. Trust
0: me. Good. And there are some browns that go with black, but again, you have to be real fussy about that. You can't just Mm -hmm. put any black with any brown. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the great debate, gray. Mm -hmm. What do you think, in or out?
1: So it has been a very long running design trend. Um, I'm sure you can agree. We have seen it kind of evolve, I will say, because in the very beginning, gosh, 10, 12 years ago, when gray first came out, everybody was wanting, I mean, that monochromatic gray. So silver with white, with the cold grays and hints of black, but everything stayed cold and sort of gloomy and hostile feeling in sort of different environments. Um, We are... Shifting now to where we're seeing the use of gray still, but it's in linens and fabrics and textures versus paint and hard fixtures like flooring and cabinets. We're seeing it more um, also brought in in like some concrete. So reverting back to nature a little bit. It's not overwhelmingly gray anymore. I wouldn't say it's out. I wouldn't say it's in. I say it's transitioning.
0: Okay. I sort of agree with you, but then I don't. First of all, yes. gray is a good color to mix with other colors. So whereas they had said, okay, gray is in, gray floor, gray cabinets, gray countertop, gray walls, gray couch, gray everything, that leads to being very boring, mm-hmm. and there's no other colors, so, you know, it has no life to it. Totally. If you have the gray, and we're going to tell you that if you already have gray, you can't... you. You don't have to throw everything out, but you can add color with it, right? Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah, don't tell me gray is out because I'm right now doing a whole house (laughs) remodel and it's got gray.
1: No, it's definitely not out. It's just shifting to being used as more of an accent, not necessarily the full. We're absorbing everything in the gray. Um, We're seeing it mixed with a lot of those natural tones. Um, I wouldn't say it's out yet. I say it, like I said, I think it's transition. It's got
0: another six months. It's (laughs) It's got another, it's
1: got another year or two in its lifespan.
0: (laughs) But then on the other side, let me just say that there is a pure gray. There is a blue gray. There is, you know, for you guys who like Brown, there is dirty Brown gray, Mm -hmm. which (laughs) leans towards taupe, Mm -hmm. right? There's the green gray, which does nothing for me. But there again, if you like gray, but you also like other colors, you don't have to get that pure gray, right? You can have the gray with a tint of color in it.
1: Yep. I remember my first ever professor in school for design and my first ever color design course said gray will be the death of you because. There are so many, and gray is made of all of these different tones, depending on lighting, depending on your environment. There's so many different options um, that I do think it opens a lot of doors to be, it, you can utilize it with so many other colors. So it's got that working for it, for sure.
0: Well, but there again, for the people who can't wear brown or who don't feel good in brown, don't just get rid of the gray. We have to have an alternative. I will totally. never wear brown. but. I will wear black and grays and those Mm -hmm. colors. So it's the cool colors versus the brown. Totally. (laughs) Okay, so um, let me talk about uh, Studio 41. Let's give them some time to explain how wonderful their showrooms are. They are constantly evolving. These showrooms have so much to offer, from every kind of um, plumbing fixture to every single kind of cabinet hardware. I love this place. Unfortunately for you guys who don't live in Illinois or Arizona, and that's where their showrooms are, you can still go online by going to shopstudio41.com. They have great, great cabinetry. In uh, Illinois, they have windows, actually. They don't have that in Scottsdale. I live by Scottsdale, and so they are my go-to for all of my cabinet hardware, for all of my plumbing, and sometimes for my cabinets. So try them out. Check out their website, and that's shopstudio41.com. Okay, back to Sarah. So, um, well, you said that farmhouse is in or out versus transitional in or out. What do you think?
1: The old school farmhouse that we were seeing in, you know, the beginning 2013, where everything was shiplap and shabby chic and antiqued white and all those things. Let me just
0: interrupt you by saying (laughs) um, somewhere along the line, people think farmhouse is putting a curtain under their sink by The set of doors, <laughs> yeah, isn't that, that more like uh Lassie or come on? Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, let's get away from that, please.
1: Totally, um, definitely not doing that anymore, but yes, I think I would have to say, and I might get some hate for this, but I think the 2000, 2013 typical. Fixer-upper, shabby-chic, antique white, everything shiplap is out. Um, we are now seeing what everybody's referring to as the modern farmhouse. We are seeing the mixture of, yes, we're still doing some shiplap, but we're seeing it mixed with a concrete coffee well, table. Let's chamber. keep the
0: shiplap over by the coast so that you can <laughs> in, you can integrate that with your nautical look. Don't try putting it in your Victorian house or your contemporary mm-hmm. house, please. Please.
1: Oh, Nancy, I see it. I have been in homes where it is entire rooms, all four walls, shiplap. Now we're um, in the
0: desert, so I agree. not to equate with anything.
1: No. Okay. And, you know, the farmhouse movement, even in Arizona, people were trying so hard to bring that farmhouse, you know, feel to a home in you know scottsdale arizona that is surrounded by cactus and everything else um we're transitioning a little bit into that transitional design which is natural woods natural stones we're mixing a lot of textures we're seeing a lot of introduction of velvet mixed with linens um less of the focus on whitewashed wood
0: everywhere oh my god that went Mm -hmm. out how many years ago tons but i let me just say one thing Arizona has a lot of dairy farms. Now, if you are a dairy farmer, go with the farmhouse look. The, <laughs> yeah. It fits right in. I, I did a remodel of a huge master bathroom for these people who have huge dairy farm to the point where they are so well known that the tourist buses stop at their house so that they can have a tour of the dairy farm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, she, well, I can see it. Her office was done in cow patterns, (laughs) black and white. And then by her desk, she had a big window that oversaw or looked over at all of her cows. And she could even open her door, her window, I mean, and the cows could come over I said, well, how how come you do that? She said, because I like to look out and see all the money. (laughs) Now, farmhouse look would be very well suited for her home, which was, I hate to say this, but it was very elegant and traditional. Um, Getting back to, okay, transitional. Yes. I agree, sorry about that.
1: No, you're fine. So uh, it's a very interesting story. I feel like I would agree with her to look out and see all that money being a dairy farmer. Um, With the transitional piece, I mean, yes, we are still, I think when Farmhouse first came out, everybody thought you had to have a pleated skirt on everything. Everything had to be white, pleated skirt on your couch, um, burlap sack, you know, covers on your, your couch cushions, all these things, right? Now we're still seeing white white is not going anywhere um I think
0: it's coming it, back
1: it oh. is in full force mm-hmm. and it's coming back instead of needing to be white everywhere where we get the transitional piece instead of being white everywhere, Old school farmhouse, we're seeing white take on a different role. We're either seeing it as the base color of the home and allowing the hard fixtures stand out. So your natural woods on your floors, um, you've got concrete countertop. You know, we're mixing and mingling so that it feels warmer, less sterile than the all-white everywhere. We're still seeing it huge, I mean, massively in cabinets. We are still so many white cabinets everywhere. Um, White countertops were a really big hit for a few years. Still very popular with the look of the Carrera that's still very in.
0: Right. So rather classic. than go with sterile white, we now have the gray pattern in there. Gray, hear that? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. That but, natural stone look, absolutely.
0: The pure white look, which we really desperately needed.
1: Yes. It's less it's a lot less cold. I mean, we're just having more personality to the white. So whether that is, like you said, a gray veining in a Carrera marble or, you know, we're seeing a movement of the the quartz that looks like marble. But believe it or not, we're actually seeing a lot more of that beige swirl in there as well, along with the grays. So we're we're playing nicely with other colors versus it being heavily white everywhere, mm-hmm. um, which is for a designer it, it drive me bonkers i don't i couldn't live with it no, it's but i it before. yeah no, a too stark
0: personality that's like going into a room that's all gray We're going into a room that's all white. Years ago, they featured, and as you know, I'm a kitchen designer, Mm -hmm. they featured everything white. It had to be white cabinets. I mean, they still do it, and the picture looks good, but in reality, would you live in a place like that? You feel like you're going into a sterile operating room. No personality. You know, if there's a crumb out of place, you can see it. Totally. (laughs) You have to constantly be cleaning or making sure nobody lives in that kitchen because it's picture perfect, but that's not reality.
1: Well, and not to mention, and I know you know this as a designer, how many whites are there, right? So you're walking into these. As many grays
0: as there are whites.
1: (laughs) Bingo. You're walking into these spaces. My best friend just built a house a year ago. She wanted white everything except for her floors. I walk into her kitchen. She's got white cabinets, which are one white, white quartz countertops, It's another white, Mm -hmm. a white farmhouse sink. That's a third white. And then her backsplash was a white subway tile. We've got all of these different layers. One of them is bound to look dirty or dingy in comparison to the others. Well,
0: I hate to say this too, but if you have appliances that are white and give it a couple of years and they will turn yellow because there's a lot of plastic on that. Mm -hmm. So you might start out with a lot of white, but you're going to go towards the yellows in a short time.
1: Yes. And there is nothing you can do about the fact that yeah. it, that her quartz countertop compared to her bright white cabinet looks a touch dirty <laughs> compared. So yes, there's millions of whites out there. And in comparison with each other, they all look off.
0: Mm, what are we going to do about that? Well, try to <laughs> force people to use a little more personality when they're designing or when they're yeah. picking colors. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid of color. Do you find that? Oh,
1: immensely afraid of color. I always wondered why in school we had to take a psychology course oh. along with marriage counseling, Um uh, oh, <laughs> designers, I'm you know.
0: Yes, I got stories for that. Yeah,
1: they you know, it comes down to the fact that a lot of our clients don't trust themselves to make the decision, especially when it comes to color. They are worried, scared, nervous that they are going to either make the wrong choice or they're going to choose it and they're not going to like it and they're going to feel bad about it. So we color also invokes so many feelings, right? So people will, you know, shy away from certain colors because of the way it makes them feel like you, you don't like Browns. It's not your jam. You know, everybody's got something like that. Um, like I own literally, if I walked you through my house, I own nothing blue. It's not that I don't like blue. It's just not my preferred Mm -hmm. color. So yes, people are scared of color. They're scared of the commitment of color. I would the, say it's not even that. It's the commitment.
0: But the funny thing is that is the least expensive um, decorating tool, if that's yes. what you want to call it. You get How many times do we say, well, you can paint this wall, and if you don't like it, paint it over a different color? What's the big deal? Okay, it'll cost you $50 for a gallon of paint or whatever. and um, Get the good quality paint, by the way. But <laughs> it's not like buying a sofa or countertop. You can't get mm-hmm. a countertop and then decide in a year, yeah, I think I'm going to change it because you're talking mm-hmm. about many thousands of dollars. Yes.
1: It is the quickest and really a lot of the times the most impactful change to mm-hmm. a space can be paint. And it's yeah, you're so right. It's so inexpensive to do. Takes you some time, sure. But, it, it, I mean, a year from now, if you don't like it, like you said, $50, you change the color, and it's an entirely different feeling space. So it really is the quickest, cheapest, fastest way to just transform your entire surrounding is paint. People are just scared of the commitment of doing it.
0: Mm, well. I was just going to say, when I go buy a car, I stick to white. Okay, I want it white. I don't want to pick a color. But there again, you're buying a very expensive item. And, you know, look around and you'll see older cars. You go, gee, why would they ever pick a gold car? Why would they ever (laughs) pick this? So I'm always safe with white. And also the same way. (laughs) Yeah, but by the way, it's got a better resale value if you stick with white, by the way.
1: Right. Well, I've heard that as well. And I think that speaks to something as well, though, Nancy, is that sometimes these people are designing and they're not designing necessarily just for themselves. Maybe they're planning on staying in their home for three or four years and then they're going to sell it or they're going to rent it out. And people think when they think color automatically they think style specific and automatically it's going to be their taste and not appeal to anybody else, um, which is not always the case. Sometimes as we both know, when it goes wrong, absolutely is the case, but people tend to stay towards neutrals, whites, whatever's trending quote unquote mm-hmm. at that moment. Um, because they think it's a safe choice. People make yeah. safe choices in design.
0: Now that you brought up the idea of staying in a house for a couple of years and selling it, Um, what are people thinking when they paint the walls dark red or black or, and they don't paint over it when they put their house up for sale? I think if I walked into a house and I was thinking of buying it, yes, I'm the kind of person I can picture Mm -hmm. my furniture there and, you know, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people can't. So stay away from the black walls if you're going to put your house up for sale.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I guarantee you, if you talk to real estate agents, they are going to say, if you get, if you get a real estate agent and they walk through a good one and you walk through your house yeah. before you put it on the market, they're going to tell you, Hey, that's not going to appeal to everyone. You might want to think about changing it. Um, and it's, it's so true because like you said, as designers, we can see past those things. We can see, we can envision what it could be people yeah. will stop at a black wall and be like, I don't like this house because they cannot see beyond that.
0: And truthfully, I my hobby is going through Zillow, just laughing. Oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs> or, or seeing what's trending. Oh, every single house for sale that's been done over is gray. Gray walls, gray this, gray, everything is gray. But occasionally you'll stumble onto a house that's up for sale and it's the teenage room that's looks like you're too young but fibber mcgee's closet if anybody's listening if you know what that is a hoarder's bedroom and the walls are black and they've got heavy curtains on the windows god knows what they're doing there and they haven't cleaned anything in months and they don't do anything when they put the house on the market but that's another whole podcast which i've already done a podcast on uh, zany zillow things oh geez let's talk about artwork what are you thinking about artwork?
1: Oh, I am so thankful that artwork is making its way back into the scene. Now, by artwork, let me be clear. I'm not talking about something that has quotes everywhere. Happy life, you know, welcome to our home, welcome to our pasture, whatever it says. Live, laugh, love, all those things. We are seeing a transition of those wood signs with the quotes going out. We are seeing real artwork come back in. Um, we're seeing a lot of tapestries. We're seeing a lot of um, modern abstract pieces in large scale, thankfully. So we're seeing these homes that they're doing really soft colors on the wall, whether that's a really creamy white or you know a soft barely there gray. And we're seeing these large pieces of art that are sort of mixed medium. So we've got uses of plaster, we've got uses of um, metal, in these beautifully wrapped canvases, sometimes sometimes it's your traditional old school vintage, you know, painting. We're finally seeing these pieces of art that most people probably either stored in their storage unit or you know their parents gave them some artwork, and they're like, oh well, that doesn't fit in my house. We are now seeing it being appreciated. Um, I'm I'm absolutely loving it, and a lot of people are pulling their entire scheme, which is like to us designers, it's like well, duh, but they're pulling their entire scheme for their room off of this piece of art and it's coming together beautifully.
0: So what is your opinion of, um, mixing color with the art? In other words, if you had a contemporary piece of art and you had several colors on there, how do you mix that with the colors existing in the room already? That's the tricky part,
1: right? So if you've got, yeah, (laughs) if you've got a really strong piece of art, um, let's say you've got a lot of those primary colors in there that is not going to mix well if you've got a, you know, bright purple couch or, you know, anything like that. Or a brown couch. I don't see a brown couch. Or a brown. No, that's exactly right. So what I'm seeing, though, is that people are, are committing to that artwork and they're designing those spaces around it. So if you've got this beautiful painting with these primary colors, they're using that as their jumping off point. So when they're redesigning their spaces, they're using that as their inspiration. Um, I don't think you could walk into a you know room that's tan walls, brown carpeting and a black leather couch and then throw up this beautiful painting and it work. Um, you definitely have to do it justice by mixing the tones that are existing in that piece of art into other areas of the room. Yeah. For sure.
0: you know, there's so many um, ideas for art. I like the idea of a simple room um, with solid color furniture, and mm-hmm. then you can have a crazy huge, form, large format painting on a wall. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. all for that. Now, mixing five, six pieces of art on one wall to me, that's a little much, unless, of course, you have the same white matting, the same right. black frames. Everything is, I like that look, black and white pictures. So you really have to be careful how you're setting it on the wall, how you're introducing it into the room, how you're going to mix everything else in the room with that art.
1: Yes, and it's I will say, as though. It's not as
0: people think.
1: No, and what I will say, though, um, I don't know if you're familiar or heard of the term cottage core when it comes to design. So what sparked this for me was when you said the mixing of multiple pieces of art. So people in this cottage core design, they're taking these small tapestries or small oil paintings, they're matting them with white or cream, and then they are mixing the different frames, whether it be you know a gold leaf frame, or usually they look somewhat antique or traditional. And they are, they're mixing these, paintings on the same wall and having that be a focal point or a way to accessorize one of their larger walls in the rooms. And it comes out very grandma's cottage in the country, in England, this very beautiful, um, focal point. It's just, it's hard to pull off, especially somewhere like Arizona, (laughs) but we're seeing it everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's different, but it's beautiful.
0: And I read um, somewhere, we're also seeing a resurgence of grandma's furniture. Yes,
1: we are. That's <laughs> what we're coming
0: back. I think it's nostalgic, or maybe people are saying, oh, I remember the good old days. So yes. they're not throwing away their hand me down antiques that they got from grandma or their mom. Um, yes. They're actually putting it into the house. Even if you're contemporary, you could mix some of these. Um, antique-like furnishings, especially if they mean something to the person. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the personality of the room.
1: Totally. And I think nostalgia is something we are all clinging to. So I think that that's something that really it, it... invokes feelings in each of us when we have something that does bring us comfort in a space, which is what makes it instead of just a house it makes it your home. It's not just meant to be, you know, shown to people. If it is good for you, I'm sure you got lots of money (laughs) to just show your houses. But if a lot of us live in these homes and want to feel comfort in our little pieces of heaven away from the chaos that our world is bringing us right now.
0: So the bottom line is, which is kind of my mantra ever since I've been doing these podcasts, you don't have to follow what we say. You can do whatever you want because it's your house. So even though I'm saying I don't like brown and, you know, you're saying that you like uh, certain uh, farmhouse things or, you know, even if you like shiplap, I'm not going to come into your house and tell you to rip it off. Mm -hmm. Just because it's about who
1: you are. Yes. And I think that there's something beautiful about appreciating, especially as a designer, there's something beautiful about appreciating seeing everyone's different tastes and, and styles and how they come together. Even when I mean, a lot of the times they're very well designed spaces, even though they're not necessarily something I would do with my home. It's cool to see, and it's a, I can appreciate the beauty behind a design, even if it's something that I, like, totally would not do myself. But that's the beauty of design. It's like artwork. It's the same thing. It's a thing. personal
0: thing. You know, yes. you can, you're going to live in it. I'm not. And that's what I mm-hmm. tell people when I design something. They'll say, what do you think? What would you do? It's not my house. Mm-hmm. I am here to help, guide, and advise. I am not here to live in it.
1: Yes. So, and you? as we know trade tr- trends, they fade in, they fade out. They are so fast. If you try and keep up with what's trending, it's the same thing with fashion. If you try and keep up with what's trending. You are going to spend a lot of money.
0: <laughs> I, just <did> a <laughs> podcast. Pretty- I just did a podcast with a, a blogger from the East coast. And we talked about trends and we all agree on the same thing. First of all, a fad will come in, whether it's uh, furniture, whether it's um, clothing or accessories, mm-hmm. And it leaves right away. Sometimes they don't even last a season. They're so bad. If Mm -hmm. it's a good thing and a trend is here to stay, I mean, a fad is here to stay, it'll be a trend. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the timeless, though, even though we keep saying, ooh, white cabinets, white cabinets are timeless. Mm -hmm. You have white cabinets. You could have them for 20 years. You can just change the look of them by adding different colors, backsplashes, accessories, curtains, wallpaper, whatever you want to do. But those white cabinets are never going to go out of style. Absolutely. As is different with the paint color, like we said. They can just go buy a gallon of paint and they can paint to their heart's content, whatever color they want. We're not going to tell them not to. Do you have any last-minute words of wisdom before I talk about monogram?
1: No, I, I think that design most importantly, you hit the nail on the head, it, it should feel good to you. Your home should feel like you. And if it does and you love it when you walk in your door, that means you're doing it right.
0: Yeah. When you walk into your house and you smile because you're happy with it, you know you've been successful in your decorating. Absolutely. When you walk in and you say, every time I walk in, this this one thing bothers me, change it. Yeah. Whether it's a painting. Uh, drapes or window treatments, or you know, whatever. Um, if it's easy to change, sometimes it's a little more expensive, but you have yeah. to be happy with your house. Absolutely. Um, talking about houses, let's talk about uh, appliances. Monogram's intelligent appliances are built to enhance your kitchen, cuisine, and beyond. Experience peace of mind, convenience, and an optimized performance with the Smart HQ app, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone and checking how much time remains on your dishwashing cycle. Now, I don't know if this is a fad. I don't know how many people have a smart app. But the way they explain it, I think it's here to stay. You have to buy a smart appliance to get a smart app. You can't just get the app and then use it on your stupid appliances, if that makes sense. Yes. But if you have the app, they will, the company automatically updates it. They will send new recipes. There's a lot more to turning your oven on with your phone, like I said. There's a lot more to it, more interesting. So if you're interested in that, if you need new appliances, definitely check out Monogram. You can go on monogram.com. You can go to your local appliance center and ask them about the smart appliances. I think that would be a good investment. So... On that note, Sarah, we'll probably talk again about the new colors that are going out that are in right now.
1: Check back in a year. We'll check back every six months.
0: Well, (laughs) let me just bring up one more question. What do you think of wallpaper? I know you do paint, but...
1: (laughs) I do. I love me a good wallpaper. I cannot lie to you, Nancy. I grew up in the 90s and we had wallpaper in a lot of different spaces but my gosh has it come a long way there is wallpaper that looks absolutely like artwork it is I mean it looks like a moving tapestry it's stunning I am a fan as long as it's a really good one I'm a really big fan of wallpaper I think it can be done well
0: Oh, I agree. Um, Gone are the the ivy with the teapot and and the kitchen and (laughs) the um,
1: lemons and the chickens.
0: (laughs) But now I'm seeing large format pictures of flowers or scenery or walking into a living room and the main wall has a black and white of the New York skyline. To me, that's exciting. Yes. So which brings me to one more question. Mm -hmm. The accent wall I read things that say, oh, the accent wall is out. And then somebody else will say, oh, the accent wall is in. You should do that. What do you think? I think there's always a place for an accent
1: wall. And now, mind you, I'm not talking the accent wall of, you know, we're going to have a Tuscan red and then a green and a yellow in the same no, room. No, no. I think that architecturally in Arizona, a lot of our standard homes are lacking architectural detail and focus. And an accent wall can bring that in the least expensive way, um, and it can really serve as a good backdrop for some some artwork that we were talking about. So okay. I think there's always a place for it.
0: I think if you have, especially in Arizona, we have a lot of plain houses, um, mm-hmm. and you don't have a focal point, then like you said, that creates a focal point. Use that to show off your artwork or um, use the that as a backdrop for your seating area. So definitely it's an... Again, you know, there's articles, and we've said this so many times, there'll be designers who say, well, I'm going to be interviewed by this magazine. i got to come up with something. They make it up. Ooh. Whether, oh, um, you shouldn't use this or you should use that. It's their opinion. Totally. And five minutes later, you'll read something that debunks that whole thing. So
1: Oh, it's like everything else in life, right? I fully agree. Yeah. I think accent walls are done when they are done well they make a space come together like you wouldn't believe
0: Mm -hmm. just like everything else get a professional to help you yes if you're not sure you know like like we said if you're not sure paint the wall if it turns out where you really aren't happy go buy another gallon of paint
1: Yep, you're 50 bucks in the hole, not a bad gig. Uh, Thank
0: you so much, Sarah, for being with me today. We had, I think this was fun, and hopefully everybody got something out of this. Good education about color.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, anytime. Hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Don't keep it a secret, especially if you have a friend with an ugly wall, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Sarah, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Sarah. Have a good week. Everybody stay safe. Enjoy and come back and listen to next week's.